This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to Death Before Dishonor. A short announcement at the beginning before we get to the episode. You may notice in this episode some strange sounds like sweater rustling and other weird things in the midst of it. Uh, I've been messing around with my mic the last couple weeks trying to get it... um, guess the gain worked out on it and some other things that need to be done and you may notice a discrepancy between the other party members and myself as I'm recording part of that is because the software that I have to use to record from Skype is uh, very annoying and primitive and I'm looking for alternatives at this point so if you are as annoyed as I am by the sounds in the background and the fact that sometimes the audio is not as clear as it could be feel free to go to deathdefordishonor.com and donate to the right side so that we can get some better software to record from Skype and maybe even eventually have options to be able to stream onto uh, YouTube directly and some of the things that might be fun besides just going to Twitch. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. Please ignore any sort of rustling sounds you hear. And uh, we will be with you next week. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm the updating DM. (laughs) This is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, January 24th, and this is episode 138 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. And again, we have our guest, Ryan Allgood, from the I Remember It Better podcast. He's going to join us today for another exciting running conclusion about bear meat. <laughs> Dungeon Master, I believe someone's calling you. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So, why don't you answer them with what happened last week? Having updated, and now going into this other update, I'm going to have to tell you that there is the unfortunate news that the party has encountered their most vicious creature to date. A dog. A simple hunting dog. The simple hunting dog that brought them bear meat and went to DEFCON 99. (laughs) Anyways. Uh... For the benefit of those who were not in the chat room in the last episode, the party got together. Thorn and Cesar interrogated Corbus just a bit regarding his intentions and plans for Xanatari and kind of got an idea that it would take about two months of in-game time for Xanatari to go to the Kalashtar homeland, offload the memories, and come back into the, uh, the greater good of Winterhaven. Well or whatever that means. Thorn got out the shotgun and the shovel for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think right now he's just waiting for Corvus to blink and then it's going to be like all stone statues from Doctor Who time. What are your intentions towards Xanatar? That's right. <laughs> I, hey, let's kick it off with that. Cesar, you have shot a dog, yeah. passed off blame, brushed that mm-hmm. off, you know, you <laughs> remixed your potion and you're just kind of sitting there looking it at this. It's on my yard! It's a club version. <laughs> Modded collection of Molly collection of, of individuals who have just now faced down this not really vicious dog named Diesel. <laughs> this entirely domesticated, not at all threatening dog. And you had a realization that, you know, whatever this wherever this dog has been, it has gone through the camp where the dragon was. What'd you like to do? Go to sleep again. Okay. Player one, asleep. Xanatari. Well, I'm not on first watch, so I will just sit and kind of stare at Thorn out of the corner of my eye, think deep thoughts, and drift off. Okay. Player two, asleep. Thorn, that leaves you, your own great hallucinations, and, uh... Thorn's not going to think deep thoughts, let's let's get real. Oh, no, I I mean, there's the other voices in his head that name things. There's an animal in the party 
right now in the camp at least that has a name that someone else has given it. Do you in the back? Do you in do you in the back of your mind decide to name this creature for your own purposes? Oh yeah, certainly. And what would this be? Mm, they will see. Here's the dilemma. I haven't named anything in a while, so I'm kind of rusty. Do I have a business card in front of you? That's your usual methodology, right? <laughs> is there a business card on my desk? Oh, it's, <laughs> is, this, is, this, is, this like a, is this one like a Melbourne or something? Uh, what I've got. Uh, I found a manual, and the manual manufacturer is Phillips. So, congratulations, Phillips. <laughs> New name. Someday archaeologists are going to come through and you know grab the party's writing and wonder who the hell. No one will ever do that. So different. All right. um, You vowed to keep an eye on Corbus while he is keeping an eye on the party. Uh, Any shenanigans that you are going to promote or not? Me promote shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Suspended. I'm offended. I'm offended. Remember, remember, you you have you have a a negative one against you know a natural one against you. Are you going to compound that by uh, bullshitting the DM? Take my chances. <laughs> Very good. Continue. All right. Um. Cool. Uh. No, I'm going to be sitting there. And, yes, it'll be very much. Uh, got the dagger out, sharpening it again. Just uh, sort of sitting on the opposite side of the the fire, a little bit further back than usual. Um, so much so that he can actually see the reflective nature of my eyes that give me dark vision that, that allow me to see in the dark. Um, so knowing that even if he decides to depart in darkness, I, I can find him. So, By the way, Thorn, um, since you are paying attention, uh, there is, we're not called a windstorm, but there is a, a breeze that is um, picking up and kind of going through the camp, so the, the flames are kind of just doing sort of a... A bit of a flicker, but nothing that looks like it's going to be uh, a rain or a full storm. Okay. Um, I'd like to 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 ask Corvus, how long have you been out there to make some conversation? Um, out there specifically, or just out and about? Out looking for our party. Did you even know there was a party to begin with? Um, I picked up Broomer, you know, as I was uh, tracking eventually coming to Winterhaven. And follow, following your trail from there, it became clear that Xanatari wasn't on her own. How does it make you feel? Do you know much about our situation? Do you know that Xanatari is currently the leader of a church of her deity in Winterhaven? Um, I have heard this. Yeah. How does the Kalashtar feel about this? I mean, you know, obviously, self-proclaimed religious leader. Um, well, to be fair, I think that's where most religious leaders get their start, but, uh... Uh, to be perfectly honest, the Kalishtar don't, um... We don't have much for, for the varied and many religions rolling about this land. Um, we... We follow a path of light, and, uh... With the intent of, of bringing, bringing about the next cycle, um, moving away from the darkness and into the, into, uh, the next, the next cycle of light, uh, find one of our own, become this, uh... Priestess uh, of a sort, I suppose. I would say more than a little unusual in my experience. Um, okay. Well, you know, she's uh, for for one who follows the path of light. She's seen a lot of evidence that exists that suggests that your path of light is folly. Not to say anything against your religion. I mean, <laughs> Not to offend you, but your whole life is bullshit. I, oh no, I, uh, I take I take no offense in your lack of understanding. It's it's. Clear why you might interpret it that way. I'm. I don't proclaim to be a smart man. I just. I. I'm a worldly man. Just know what I, love is. I. I go off what I. What I see, and I've seen the death of two gods by our own hand. Might I add, I have seen my own hand turned into the god, or the hand of a god, by my own hand. There's a lot of the hands involved here. I look. Hands are see kind of symbolism. Yeah, you know, raise the roof. Look, I don't like you, and you don't like me. <laughs> All semblance of subtlety just right out the window, like a giant 747. Everyone's going to wake up, and they're both going to be pissing into the same fire. Sides. <laughs> I, Scotch I was involved. <laughs> What's, um... No, I just... Look, Sorry, I, I find it highly suspicious that you're out here in the wild by yourself. If, if Xanatari was so important 
you would have at least brought a couple of people so you could protect the memories that she has to get back to the Kalashtar. Are you are you that good that you don't need a a guard or a a a party of, of people to protect her precious memories? I guess that's entirely possible. Well, I don't know. You've you've yet to prove that you can actually do anything. <laughs> Dumb fighting words, Corbus. You'll let that go? <laughs> Corbus, well, I, I, would, I would suggest you look up the um, Game of Thrones lip reading, lip syncing lip uh, reading? video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad lip reading for the level of uh, contest you're about to get into. Uh huh. So just go back, go back after relive this episode, but through the viewpoint of that video. Okay. Continue. All right. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, Thorn, that uh, I've done that's you know threatened you. So, uh, but uh, I. I think it's a, it's a little bit unfair to say I don't like you. I, I have no ill feelings towards you. I just find it highly suspicious. I've found that nothing that just pops up out of the wild is ever good. I mean, let's take the last couple of hours. Dragon, bear, wander into a ziggurat in the wild. Dog and diesel. Completely harmless dog. No, I can, <laughs> I could see how you could be suspicious. Of I, that. look, I, <laughs> I, look, I didn't shoot the dog. Uh, but you know, Come on, you didn't even mention you had a dog. I mean, to be fair, nothing, not everything that's wandering out here is, is evil. I mean, I, on the one hand, I, I, com- I commend your desire to protect your friend. That's, that's commendable. Your suspicion, it's, um, it's a survival instinct. I understand. But this decision, it's, it's no more yours than it is mine. It's, it's Xanatari's. Yeah, but why now? I mean, why not? After the keep of his shadow fell, why not? You know, why? Why now? Why? Why not? Never. <laughs> <laughs> why did you have to go? Well, to be fair, we didn't exactly um, weren't exactly receiving regular updates to find out uh, <laughs> what her schedule was. <laughs> My Gmail was down. Shut up. And Atari, congratulations! Your Windows XP. Shut up. Better than Windows Eight. Look, I have no reason to trust you, Corvus. You've you've appeared out of nowhere, and you know you've come into our camp. You know, with, I, I admit I haven't really opened, welcomed you with open arms, but I don't see any reason to trust you. You've given me no reason to trust you. Um, that's, that's I don't know. I I'm I'm leaving a lot in your hands. You know, letting you take one of one of our party members away for two months. You know. I mean that's that's fair, and uh, let's let's be clear, Thorn. Um, nothing in my mandate or my object- objective here has even the slightest thing to do with obtaining your trust. Um, so uh, I, I mean, don't worry yourself too much about that. Um, ultimately, I'm here to remind Xanatari of her nature, what uh, what her tradition and uh, is, and her obligations, what she chooses to do. Is uh, is her decision, and I hope you're able to respect that as much as I'm willing to. Yeah, that's that's her decision. If she wants to go, then then so be it. But you know, if it's it's for so long, then you know, you you be damned. But we'll find you if you're not back within two months. Is that his curfew? So be it. (laughs) Curfew. You need to be back in two months. You're not back by then. By God, I'm telling your mother. (laughs) Um. No, fair enough. You know, we we want her back. You know, as much as the 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 Kalashtar want her. No, I've never seen more than I guess I can say two of you now. Um, you know, but if we need to track her down and bring her back, then we will. And no amount of uh, we will cause as much destruction as necessary to ensure she comes back. That's Look, I'm so... talking to Seth here. Seth, Seth may want nothing to do with it, but I'll cause enough destruction for the two of us. Uh, Seth did shoot the dog. I mean, let's be let's yeah. be clear. His level of scruples is uh, quite low. <laughs> we'll stop it with nothing you hear. We'll shoot every dog that we come across. <laughs> I think he says has a pouch of, of scruples. <laughs> We remember who fleed when the when uh, Orcus manifested. We remember. 
it 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 does it doesn't take much to get uh Cesar to put on his collars, get in as the passenger, and spray down a neighborhood. <laughs> that man's wild. Well, that's a uh, that's a fair and uh, if not a little bit reckless demonstration of your devotion to your friend. Well, never let never let them say that I was never uh, never careful. If if only you knew, my friend. If only you knew. I remember one time there was this, uh, <laughs> do, do not lapse into Old Man Thorn or Batman Bayou. Backwater oh, Batman. Uh, <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Backwater Batman. No. No, we're a fan. Stop. So what else? Burn. Duck. Burn to bed. I am Batman. Burn to bed. No Earnhardt fans. Right. Um, fair enough. Well, if you are to take a little journey tomorrow, then you should probably rest, and I will keep watch. And I can promise you, you will wake in the morning. What is that like? <laughs> I promise you, you will wake in the morning. Well, I mean, after that talking to you, how could I not trust you? <laughs> but uh, fortunately for me, I don't require that much rest, so don't uh, don't you worry worry about it. Fair enough. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, that is the episode title. <laughs> Ding! That's fair. Thank you, guys. So, having built the woodshed, taken each other uh, behind it, and applied liberal use of uh, verbal tongue, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Wow. <laughs> hmm. <Where's my> <laughs> Just think about that for a minute. I feel like that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely unfair. That's not fair. Isn't it tongue lashing? Thank you. That's what I was meaning, tongue lashing. Um, <laughs> Cesar, however, is taking notes. Otherwise, fine. Tongue lashing. Mm-hmm. Tongue lashing? Right. Uh... Thorin, are you setting up anything in particular as far as your guard post or whatever after trying no, to get Corbis to crash? No, I'm uh, I'm gonna basically turn myself away from the fire, pull the pull my cloak over me somewhat, um, and just keep watch uh, into the night. Preferably towards the the types of trees that's close to because the things that bad hat producing things that are un unfavorable. You might want to work on your uh, video for a moment, just because you're you're lagging pretty bad. Okay, try again to uh, say something. Mm, can you hear me? Yeah, he's just gonna be just continue. He's okay. not gonna improve that. It's fine. All right. Um. Thorn, is there any sort of inner monologue that you wish to add to what you publicly stated? Uh, right now, um, probably just thinking about, you know, how kind of unfair it is that, you know, finally, finally get the courage to admit these, these feelings that I've been having for Zanatari for quite some time, only to have her, uh, taken away. And, uh, Kind of ruminating on that, almost, almost kind of sulking a little bit, just like it's, it's fate to be damned. Um, Do you think that you would abandon Cesar at this point to surreptitiously stalk after um, Sanitary? I mean, tracker at a distance, follow out of concern, quietly, or whatever. Would 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 the um, would the, would the sulking? Side of you lead you part to part of me. Part of me would 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 consider it. I mean, it's. I guess it's a little bit more irrational. It's more irrational than Thorn has has been. I mean, everything that he's done up until this point, you know, diving off into uh, into a pit and has always been uh, sort of showoffy or, or to to sort of prove himself to the party and and make himself memorable. But this is this is beyond even that. It's I don't know. It's this is like you know 
yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, it's something that it's a little bit irrational even for Thorne, but, you know, it, he's not beyond it, especially, uh, given that he's, he's sulking over it and, and it, he finds the whole situation just a little bit unfair. Like, it's, he, he chips it down and it sort of just goes against him anyway, so. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's fairly loyal to Cesar as well. Like, he, he really likes, uh, Cesar as a friend. He's a, he's a good guy and, and doesn't want to leave the old man sort of just in the middle of the woods. He can take care of himself, but, you know, even against the dragon, he might need some help. Okay. So it's, it's kind of an him, internal Next conflict. time you see him, he's riding him, cheering. Woo! Oh, and I'll be like, well, I'll be dead. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Cesar, um, you are still asleep, but where is your uh, backpack and, or so your technical bag? I keep that close. I mean, it's just next to my. I'm not wearing it, but it's next to my bedroll. Okay. Um, Thorn, since you are the only one awake, or um, Corbus, are you still awake? Yeah. Okay. Um, both of you would be aware that despite your sheltered position from the wind, uh, the sound of the wind has increased to a level where it's now, you know, a bit of a bit of background noise and so forth. Again, not um, gonna wipe out your fire type deal, but um, it is a bit louder. People can still sleep. Just letting you know. Um, Cesar, unbeknownst to you, something happens to your um, technical bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you wake in the morning, you will realize that there is a very faint slight shift in the... I don't know, some people are very neurotic and put their bags down a very specific way or have some sort of tell that their bag has been mucked with. Some people. Um, you will... <laughs> you will note that if you do go that course, there is one thing that has been altered on your bag and that something has been in there. Okay. Is it clear what? Or what's different? Or is it just a feeling? It'll... You can explore that when you wake up. I'm just letting you know now that okay. something has gone on with your bag. Corbus, you've had a quite an interesting day. You've been berated, but you've also um, come to at least a halfway point of your journey. What sort of plans do you have at this point, um, since it is something of a decision made by Xanatari? Uh, well, I came into this, I know that this isn't an easy decision. So obviously I want to give her some time to make it, but uh, don't really have plans to stick around too long waiting, waiting for her to make up her mind. So um, I mean, obviously sticking around through the evening and, and into you know the, the next day, kind of want to see what, what events bring, bring about. But um, I mean, she's either going to go back or she's not, so I can't really hang out forever waiting for that. Is it a mark of dishonor to you in any way if she does not come back, or just the fact that you have found managed to track her down? Um, uh, my your... dishonor or hers? Yours. Because I, I don't know. I don't consider a mark of dishonor against him. Uh, not entirely proud of her if she decides not to come back, but uh, I don't know if I go so far as to say it's dishonorable and lame. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, just as far as you, it's like some some people no. are goal goal oriented. You know, you have managed to track her for a period of time. You've managed to find her, mm. and now you know there's the chance you will just go off into you know the journey and whether you're past meet again or whatever. Um, pretty much okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'll cry All a right. little bit, write my journal some, but I'll move on. It's okay. Her her reputation on the, the Kalashtar is not dependent on whether you succeed in your mission. It's fair. Now, the other part of the question is, is having delivered your message, are you necessarily going to wait for Xanatari come morning to go with you, or would you be heading out of camp having delivered the message and going, she can obviously defend herself or not? Um, I'd like to get some kind of indication on at least which way she's leaning uh, before heading off. If she's planning to come back at a later date, you know, or not at all, 
or if she's ready to go now, but um, I'm not going to just split without finding out at least, you know, where she stands on the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Xanatari, <clears throat> what'd you be dreaming about? Uh, I kind of imagine Xanatari's dreams as though it's sort of a swirling mix of like snatches of different thoughts of animals in the forest, kind of sounds that we would be hearing, you know, natural sounds of the wind and you know, the trees and all that stuff, and she's kind of half aware of what's going on around her. Just sort of an instinctual, protective kind of instinct of, you know, like, just, is there something different here that could be dangerous kind of thing? So, just probably, you know, walking through the woods, you know, riding, you know, just regular domestic kind of stuff that they've been doing, right? Just... Okay. Um... As you said in the last episode, I think it was out of character versus in character, you had mentioned that Xanatari is tired. She's been this force running pretty much constantly on rage and anger and a bunch of other things. Um, would this be a good time for her mind as she's doing these writings and these other things to reflect on past events? Sure, I can't control what she's dreaming about. Okay. Um, thinking back, <laughs> you find that the colors on that airship, you've only seen the airship at night, but you found similar colors within thinking back to what, uh, it's not Steve. What is the name of the NPC blacksmith that became your priest? In Acolyte Jeff. Yes. Acolyte Jimmy. Jeff. When Jeff built, was building up the um, temple to your deity in mm. Winter Haven, there's similar colors used there. Um, they're not kind of standard. I don't know how to explain best um, beyond the name of that person on Etsy that you love that has those crazy sweaters and the Cat-wise? crazy house. Catwise. If the listeners want to go look on Etsy and look up a person named Catwise, um, there's okay. with her house. Her house is quite crazy, a bunch of colors you wouldn't expect and a lot of patterns. There's nothing really traditional to this airship, but okay. it's not a repellent thing. It's, it's technology that you don't understand. But it doesn't seem to be scary whenever it, it always shows up during scary situations, but it's not scary in and of itself. Okay. It's just a harbinger um, of scary. Well, at this point in time. But, you know, it's some someday you could maybe see yourself sit standing on the deck of that, that airship. Um, whether or not you understand what futures aren't Xanatari would be like versus present, or if your actions are affecting that future Xanatari, remain unclear. But you hearken back for a moment to what was a pretty horrible situation for you, yet this comes with a distinct measure of, of peace versus nightmare. And as you turned and saw the dragon face, just a couple... Um, feet from you. Instead of it being nightmare, you realize that there was a tugging on. Hold on a second. Are we okay, Cesar? Okay. There was a tugging on your armor or uh, pocket. Okay. Um, you can... Okay, tugging on my pocket. Yes. And you realize that there was some great bit of thievery executed. Just now, while I'm asleep, or am I remembering this from before? You're, you're remembering this. You know, you're, you're sort of focused, like your 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 active memory, your active brain was dealing with dragon in my face. But something was happening in my pocket. What, some, what was something. in my pocket? Um, it was an empty pocket. Oh. Okay, so as I'm dreaming, I'll remember this. Okay, I'll try to, like, hang on to the dream when I wake up, which is always rough. 
Um, but the rest of your night is untroubled. You get the feeling that there's um, something moving around outside of your defenses, but it is not trying to poke in and test your defenses. Okay. Do I know, do I get an indication of what that something is? No, but the skill that it would take to either be, normally it's like a zero, nothing happens, or one, your defenses go off. Mm -hmm. Something here is managing to have such a finite level of skill to be noticed on purpose, but not set things off. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, the night passes. Does anybody who remains awake uh, throughout whatever shifts they take for guard duty want to make any particular checks, any particular things they may search out for um, visual things, dragon checks? I want a dragon check. No. I want a check from a dragon. Endorsed. Okay. Endorsed. Um, uh, no, I'll, I'll, does, does anything happen like during the night that I need to check for? Um, there was just you know the wind going on. Uh, nobody s- stabbed each other. Uh, Xanatari seemed to be fairly well asleep. Cesar didn't seem to move around all that much. Standard night in a camp, which maybe for the parties is odd in of itself because, like Xanatari says, normally there's a Dracolich falling out of the sky at every five seconds. So this is sort of the first night of actual peace outside of a town that uh, you can fully recall. Alright, um... I'd like to actually perform a nature check on the on the on the wind. It sounds stupid, but bear with me. Uh, basically, the fact that the wind is getting stronger, I want to check and make sure it's not like a dragon. Something fart. that's being <laughs> yeah, essentially like if it's close enough to fart on us and it's changing the like it's creating wind. Whether it's fl- whether there's something flying over to cause like a downward wind or something like that. Like, the fact that it's just getting stronger, or that, or, you know, even being able to determine whether there is a, a incoming storm or something that we should be aware of. Okay. Alright, go ahead and make your roll. Cool. Um, that'll be a... 33. Okay. Um, your sense of smell goes out, and you're kind of doing your weather sense and everything else like that. It is a natural... Seems to be smell like a natural wind. A uh, little bit more than a light breeze, but looking around, you don't seem to think that there is a storm coming in. You're not smelling ozone or seeing cracks of lightning, heat lightning in the distance, or anything along those lines. Um, but I think Cesar still got his sunrod out near the uh, tree line, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't pick it up. Um, you're in a fairly sheltered area, and the wind is this loud. Out there where the sunrod is, it should be a lot louder, and there should be a lot more, you know, swaying of the wind and stuff. Um, it's perfectly still and calm as far as the blades of grass and whatever is out there. Okay. Um, probably want to investigate this before the end okay. of the night. Would you roll a um, thievery check, please? Wait a minute. Ooh, 32. Okay. And... Seeing this, the little kind of niggling feeling in the back of your mind could be something along the line of starting to crop up of we're being played. Or this is a distraction or something. The wind is. Potentially. If if it's going where you're at, but out there, there's nothing where it would make sense for there to be more wind, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of conniving, feverish side of your brain might go, huh? Like that. I have, I have, I have dispersed a school, a, a, a crowd of school children below a window that I'm attempting to do something with. Really, there's a giant dragon like hovering above our heads, just making a big oh. breeze. I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you a freebie. There's no dragon above you, and the dragon appears. I use the term appears. Appears to be still down by the pyramid. You see it kind of swooping around. You actually even see it go up around the moon and then do a diving sort of hawk thing down towards the ground. Does it pause as though Amblin has, like, made a little... Do we get sponsored for this one? I believe we have lost... Uh, yeah, he'll come back in a second. Thorn for a moment here, so we will pause. No, just keep going. Unless you need him to reply. I need him to reply. Okay. This will probably run just a smidge long, but I think we can handle it. Okay. Alright, just wait a minute for him to jump back on. So hey, chat room, how's it going? Yes, JF Clay, I am wearing power gloves with hearts. They have hearts on them. Sweet. Sweet. Alright, come back. I can picture him just like all the colorful metaphors as the internet Mm -hmm. goes down again. Mm Mm-hmm. Southern Cross. That's right. Stupid piece of crap internet fucking by the way, for those of you who are listening now two months later and uh, it hasn't been edited out, deal with it. Oh, no, no. It will still be edited out. I mean, there's a serious amount of space here. I'll notice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I did forget to promote the episode for this week, though, which I need to do. It's not the one with Ryan in it. It's the last one before Ryan. Oh, by the way, anyone out in the uh, chat room audience who's running either a seed box or a uh, torrent tracker, I want to talk to you because I've got uh, torrents of these episodes that I want to make sure are out there by more than just me. Damn Aurora Australis. <laughs> That's right, Tushar. <laughs> Well, it was a waterborne, uh, friendly yellow fiber finder, and someone dragged an anchor over the undersea cable. No, well, this happened to him a lot. He just got a new uh, router put in the other day, and it's supposed to make the wireless better and everything else better, but it really hasn't. It's been pretty unstable. Or what happens is his roommate resets the router just like because it, he doesn't like something, and he doesn't really give any notice, so he'll just be like online, and all of a sudden he'll be gone. Nice. I don't believe in torrents. This is Jeff K. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do it's exist. It, it's mythological. It's like, it's like the Sasquatch. Right. Because I do the content distribution for the episodes and stuff, but I like to add additional ways for people to get a hold of the episodes if they want and not kill my pocketbook at the same time. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Makes sense. I don't... Because... We don't get donations from people, so it all comes out of pocket. Yes, it does. So anyway, if you want to donate to the show, go to deadsportsauto.com and click to the right with those beautiful donate buttons in various denominations, or you can pick your own and keep the website up and all of the RSS and iTunes stuff and everything happening, which I don't really push a lot. Listen to it on your Samsung phone. Oh. <laughs> I know, we should get sponsored. We could, I could push that. The problem is there's so many of us, by the time we get sponsored, you'll get like three bucks. You know, when, when that moment, tender moment happened between you and Thorne, I just, you know, needed to grab a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, while well, we're drinking our Starbucks coffee. Or Snapple. We have cats in the background. I'm sure we can get some sort of meow mix, meow mix or whatever. 
I would never put Meow Mix down while we're recording because the inherent fighting and fighting and loud screeching noises that occur when you put down wet food. It's just not. Mm. They love it so much. And it's like, <laughs> That's right. It's how good it is. <sighs> Two Sharks says, one of the guys in my group dealt with an anchor breaking a line problem before. Apparently people flip the hell out. Why, yes. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Now, if only there was an alternative means of communication to Thorn where mm. one could find out what the status is without relying upon. If I had my... Fine, I will go get my phone. Go get the can with the string tied. See, folks, it's not much more interesting even when Xanatari's away. It just gets a lot more quiet. Because we don't want her to miss things. Because we're nice like that. Mm hmm. Fascinating podcasting. Fascinating. And so then Xanatari did that thing and it was. Oh, Shut up! That's amazing. <laughs> Shut up! Hey, I'm wearing pants. You should be impressed. How many natural 20s did that take? Well, let's see. If I get any uh, response on this. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm. Okay, Holding well, the line. Holding the line without even a hold the line podcast. Mm -hmm. Which is another show we do. Hold the Line Podcast, which you can find at feeds.feedburner slash the Hold the Line Podcast, or most likely on iTunes, which is much better, because you can just do a search for Genesee Gray and not have to put in Feedburner crap and do with XML. Hey! Sorry, that is the XML parse is just fine with Firefox if you try and look at it with anything else. That's why you throw it into a, into a reader. Sorry about that, guys. I Yeah, internet was just like... <laughs> Oh, not today. Excuse. <laughs> yeah, I I saw Seth go, I'll give you a freebie, and he pointed at the screen, and then you all froze. I was like, okay. Mother. <laughs> just don't so worry. We don't, don't turn the so, camera on, man. Just don't. I'm scared. Just, just, just so we don't wind I, up going too stupidly over, um, let's give about five seconds of silence for uh, Sanitary to be able to pick this up in editing, and then we will... Um, continue on, okay? Yeah. Okay, Thorne, I'm going to give you a freebie. Uh, when you look over towards the dragon, the direction of the pyramid, the dragon appears, and I use the term appears, to be um, still flying in that general area, including there's a shot where it goes up around the moon and then does sort of the dive-bombing um, hawk kind of thing as if chasing prey. The answer to Xanatari, as far as the Amblin Entertainment, I don't know. If they want to throw a large wad of money at us, um, then we can say it's like the Amblin Entertainment. Otherwise, we can't because they'll come knocking on our door. And each respective door. So, um, the wind is clearly appears to not be happening outside of the camp area. Thorn, did you wish to investigate outside of the camp? In person? Uh, I would like to, yes. Once you clear about 20 feet from the camp, everything goes back to a still, natural quiet of night. This area is still kind of hostile with the, the ziggurat and whatever, so there's not a whole lot of birds or night, night uh, noises, but there's no wind out here. Okay. Um... Having the trigger as well from um from um you know the the savory check, I'd be like we're very 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 suspicious. Um, again, not quite sure where the wind is coming from. Um, if I roll, not entirely sure if I roll, if like uh maybe like a perception check or something to see what's going on. Sure. Alright, let's see. Hopefully it doesn't fail me now. Anything in particular with That's your perception check? Well, I'm just trying to, to, to clue in, like, okay, so probably 
Right, with with what I get, it's a 34. Mm-hmm. So, basically, what I'm looking for is maybe the direction that the wind is coming from um, to, to clue in where, it, maybe the source of it, um, including any any sort of sense that may be on the, on the, the air. Just like anything that's going to clue me in as to what it is, where it may be coming from, or... You know whether what what it is. You know, if I can determine that it's a distraction that we're being played, then. Um, but when I get the feeling that we're being played, like is it a sense of security that that isn't there, or like that that's what I'm trying to work out here because I'm being played, but I don't know how I'm being played. I don't know kind of what sense I'm getting from it. You are um, getting the feeling that, well. To answer your question, the perception check comes across that the wind is occurring in a natural direction, which it probably should if there was a storm coming. Mm-hmm. However, it seems a little too perfect. But just just on the edge where you get that sense that it's just too perfect, not sort of mocking you, but clearly if you're looking at it this deep, you would start to see some holes. And that Mm -hmm. you realize it's loud enough to cover light sounds like someone padding around camp or attempting to move through the grass. Okay. It would would serve as a more of a buffer to sound than announcing, because you realize that once you're outside of the circle, you don't hear the wind from inside the circle. So it's not, hey... Here's an alarm bell. We're pointing monsters to you because you can hear the wind. It's within the camp. Something is trying to play you. Okay. Okay. So, um, how far out are we from dawn? Mm, probably about another hour. False dawn. Dawn would okay. be starting in half an hour. And is Corvus still awake? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, a really, really unlikely move, but uh, realizing that you know this, the wind is there solely for uh for um basically masking any sound. I don't want to sound like I'm more paranoid than I am, so I need to make. Corbus realized that the think the same thing that I'm that I'm thinking. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to come over to Corvus because he's awake. And let's say uh, look out look out there. What what do you see? What do you what what can you see? And you're pointing in the direction of, of the sunrod, right? I'm pointing in the direction of the sunrod and the trees and any 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 sort of like long grass that's out there. Okay. Um, I just kind of look out in that direction. It look like I'm looking for something specific, but uh, I don't see uh, I don't see anything. It says there's sunrod still on the ground. What do you hear? And then tell me what you see. Um, I'm trying to get Corpus to come to the same conclusion, so it's going to be a little bit. Um, Okay. All right. Um, now you you see a confused-looking Corvus. Uh, you know he pauses. He strains to listen. Um, I I don't hear anything, Thorn. Um, you can hear the wind, right? But you can't see the wind. Is this a philosophical lesson? No, I. No, I no, no, no. You, can, can you can you hear the wind that is currently happening right now in this cove? Yes, I, I can hear the wind. Yeah. Now look out there. Can, can you, you paint the with the colors of the wind? <laughs> what is the sound of one hand clapping? I'm sorry. What was your last question? In the forest, that no one. In the people in the forest. And there's no one around to hear it. Does it make a sound? Not right now, considering what's happening in our camp. Basically, I'm going to set in with a with a with a 
Dad sat look, we are not alone. We, there is wind right here in this camp, but there is nothing out there. There is n- no breeze at all. You walk outside this camp and you don't feel a thing. Wind up there, wind down here. Wind around us. I believe, uh, Corbus, that uh, the question was, you know, do you do you see the wind out where the sunrod is? I think that was right. Was yeah. Do you, can you see any movement out there at all? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I don't. So, wouldn't it serve that if this wind is so so powerful that we'd see at least some movement out there? Stand to reason, yeah, I suppose. Stand, stand to reason, right? We're not alone. This is a trap. Then. We should probably move, yeah? That's what they want us to do. Conspiracies, man. Conspiracies. Here, I made you a tinfoil hat. you got to wear this. <laughs> well, that seems fair. <laughs> There's no time to explain. Anyway, man. It's uh, <laughs> his move. We, we need to set up a defense. Um, wake. Wake. Zanatari, I'm going to wake Cesar. Um, tell them to be ready, but don't, uh, don't wake up. Pretend to sleep. Um, we need to be aware of what may be coming. Um, I'd go over to Cesar. Again, gently shake him awake. Um, but at the same time, tell him not to move. Uh, Cesar, don't move. We are in a trap. Too much? Too much? Yes. Yes. Just the old man out. Um, if you can, get your crossbow and, and have it loaded and ready to go. Cause, uh, I don't know. Don't move. Not yet. Not until we're at least sure of what's out there. Not crazy. Add that in. Yep. Okay. Um, by the way, Daniel, do another thievery check. Oh, that'll be a 33. Realize that there is there is a slight shift in wind. Uh, sorry, in weight in one of your pockets. Uh, um, how can I? I'm not sure how I can do this. Um, if I feel the the weight changing as we speak. I'd like to... Which which side is it coming from? Left or right? Which is your strongest side? Like, for me, my right side is my strongest. My dominant hand is right. What's your jab hand? Okay. It is... As, as if to say the level of skill that is going on here, potentially, and, you know, this you can interact with in time. Um, whatever is doing this has purposely chosen your strongest side and gotten through. Uh, I'd like to reflect, or uh, reflect, is it reflexively? I don't know. Using my reflexes. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to be able to reach around and sort of either snatch at the hand that is, that is moving stuff around in, in my pouches. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and, and grab the hand and, and try and at least, uh, I don't know, restrain or, Catch red-handed who is whoever's there. Okay. Um, I'm going to need to try and make this somewhat succinct, so bear with me if this does not make sense. But um, you start to move your hand one moment. The next moment, your hand is past where you had been trying to grab for. Mm-hmm. As if you have just lost a second or two. To your brain, you've been—you haven't lost those two seconds. Just, your hand went suddenly like. I don't know how best to describe that. I, 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 I jumped from position A to position B without there actually being any movement. Yes, but it makes sense for where your hand is. But by your brain, yeah. you have gone. I'm going to go do this. Your hand has done this. You're out two seconds somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know how to. Hmm, insight maybe. Um, insight or perception. 
I mean, insight would be. I need to try and make make sense of all of this. So that's not going to do me any good. That's an eighteen for an insight check. For an insight check, someone has challenged you, or viewed you as a challenge, and has overcome your best. Not perfectly defended, you know, because you're not fully paying attention and everything, but managed to get past your casual defenses mm-hmm. and apparently leave something instead of take something. Okay. Well, I'm going to to check through where I feel the the white shift and draw out whatever it is that it's far. That's far. Okay. We're going. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to go around the table a bit because we're starting to run a little long. And um, I want to be able to work out what Ryan's going to do here, because this is going to be, for as far as we're concerned, his last night as a guest appearance. So um, you reach into your pockets, and you find an earring. Earring? Yes. The description of which and all that other stuff we can do in the next episode. Okay. Okay. Just, just recall that there is, that you have found an earring. Um, here, the next part is, um, Xanatari, you started to be woken up. Cesar, you were just starting to be woken up. Any reaction from you, Cesar, first? Well, he tells me not to move. There's a trap, um, to get my crossbow, so I guess moving as little as possible. I'll actually listen to Thorn and pull his, uh, get his, um, crossbow out, but, you know, trying to look around as much as possible without making too much obvious movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. To prepare. Um, but otherwise, stay quiet, because he doesn't really know what exactly is going on. Trust mm-hmm. the trust the one who was watching. Okay. Very good. Um, Zanatari, you've been stirred again from some needed slumber to be informed that there's something amiss. I want to jump up, and remembering the vestiges of my dream from before, I'm going to feel in my pocket. Okay. Um, we will go over your item next time as well, but you will find something okay. in your pocket. We will do the determination as to what. Okay. Uh, Alarmed by everybody else, like, running around and looking, you know, frazzled by the situation, I want to use my helm, which has detect magic three times a day for two rounds. I want to see if there's any magic mm-hmm. happening via my helm. Okay. Um, it is all around you. Okay. Not only, not only for the ziggurat, but the shimmer of the wind, which the wind is, by the way, as uh, dawn is coming, false dawn is starting to come up. Um, the wind has been dying away, not as a, oops, I've suddenly been snagged and found out, but just kind of the, just general cycling down of, you know, towards nothing. Um, but yeah, no, there's magic all over this place, but in terms of your camp, yeah, this, there's, there's magic in your camp. Okay. I'm going to draw my sword and... Can I do an arcana or something that's going to give me like a directional, like, is is this coming from any specific, like, emanating area, or is it just like, this just a magical area that's just saturated with magic? This is, for what you can tell, this is a magical area. Um, I'll save you having to do the mm-hmm. nature check and stuff, but if there was a natural wind pattern to the area, it would be following the natural wind pattern, just again, as, as Thorn found out. A little too mm-hmm. perfectly, but if you start looking enough, you'll see kind of holes in it that lead you to think that, again, this wind is magical. Okay. By the way, your uh, mental defenses have not gone off at all. Okay. Um, then I guess I'll be um, ready, you know, in case that we're under attack or whatever. Okay. Um, Corvus? Yes. I think you and Xanatari need to figure out, as um, Xanatari is mentioning in Skype, you guys need to have um, some degree of conclusion, because I don't believe you are coming back next week due to schedule, or am I wrong on that one? Uh, no, you're, you're correct on that one. I will be uh, unavailable due to schedule for, for a couple weeks. So. Okay. Um, 
So I'd like to have some sort of conclusion instead of suddenly you go missing and having to do things. So somehow within the alert nature of the camp, if you guys could cycle this down to some something mm-hmm. that we can work with. And afterwards, Xanatari, when you feel that um, things have been accomplished enough, go ahead and take okay. us out. Um, just putting the alarm aside for a minute, because there's no way this conversation is going to happen if we're under imminent attack. So those two are not going to have to coordinate, you know, at the same time. We're just going to pretend that's not happening, because I can't talk while we're about to be attacked. Um, if we're woken and it's not dire, I guess I'm going to turn to Corvus, who's next to me. And, you know, I know he wants an answer, um, and we're about to move out. So I need to give him some sort of direction on what's going to happen. Because uh, I assume he's not going to continue with us forever. Um, he seems to have tasks that he's been assigned. And, you know, I'm probably just one of many. So I'm going to say to Corbus that uh, I agree. You know, I agree with you, Corbus, that I need to go back. And I've been thinking about it tonight and pondering this concept. Uh, I appreciate you offering to take my memories back for me and spare me the journey. But I feel like I would be irresponsible if I just assigned the task to somebody else. And there's a lot of things that could happen in the meantime. As you can see, our life is very dangerous. And, you know, maybe you've been lucky enough to be spared that so far. But at some point, um, you know, you may encounter something similar. And I feel as though I need to go myself to just ensure that, you know, that everything is done safely and you know that i make sure that i can rest in knowing that well <clears throat> of course you know um sanitary I'll, I'll respect whatever decision you you make whatever conclusion you come to with regards to your responsibility to your people but um uh while i am pleased that that you do desire to return um i i hope it's sooner rather than later but i also understand that you have um you have much here that is unresolved. Um, he might even throw a sideways glance towards Thorn, and that's uh, that's to be expected when you spend this much time out in the world. So, if uh, if that's your decision, um, I feel like there's really no choice but to respect that. I I hope you decide again to return sooner rather than later, but uh, but safely either way. I would tell him that. Uh my priority is to return as soon as possible. And so I will make that journey as soon as uh, we get to a place of safety and I can do that, you know, but it will be, it'll be soon. Corvus, how would you eventually extricate yourself from the party seeing that, you know, your stuff's done here. There's not much to have happened. You know, there's, there's something going on with the camp, but you know, if you beat feet, how would you, try to do so without being a complete D-bag. <laughs> Oops, you're going to be attacked. Oh, I'm <laughs> um, yeah. So things are getting kind of hairy. I'm going to split. I'm going to take my wounded uh, dog. Let's go. Actually, I was going to say, Cesar, you look after my dog. Um, he needs to get shot at least twice a day. <laughs> but, um, no, I would, uh, I mean, if, if it doesn't appear to be like any immediate danger, because that, that is super lame just to be like, ooh. No, it doesn't seem like there's oh, yeah. there's an eminent attack. There's just there's shenanigans, not you know suddenly the horde standing outside. Okay, um, I'd probably uh... man chops, man chops. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm... Yeah. all right. Well, uh, I'd I'd approach Thorn first um, and try and get his take on what's going on. Um, it doesn't seem that anything's happening immediately, but I'm. I'm not sure what's what's happening at all. Um, it is time for me to move on. Do you feel like you're in a you're in a safe position here? We've done fine <laughs> on our own. We you know, need you, man. No, you <laughs> you leaving won't won't tip the balance. So you know, as long as you're leaving in peace and and not taking anything that's valuable to us. <laughs> He's got your beef jerky, you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, no, I, I I wish you good travels and safe roads. And I hope that I don't encounter you again. Too soon at least, anyway. Alright, then. 
Well, um, Good to know we've become so close over this period of time. Yeah. I'm gonna miss you. Keep in touch. Oh. Yeah. Well, this he's, is, he, he's been, been at the University of Ass Kicking. Yeah. So. Thanks for your hospitality. Um, <laughs> Any, anytime. Hostility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right then. Uh, if I feel like uh, business is kind of concluded with Xanatari, and it, there's no immediate threat, then um, I'm gonna kind of pack my stuff up, and uh, just give every indication that uh, I'm taking off without really so much saying a whole lot. Um, once once I'm set to go, I'm going to summon Diesel. No, not Diesel. Philip. Philip the dog to me. And, um, it's a fitting name. I'm going to go change my dog's name to Philip now. He's a, he's a dim bulb. He is. Nice. Um, just uh, kind of give Xanatari a nod. Not draw that out anymore. Uh, pay no mind to Thorn and wish wish Cesar good luck and safe travels. Thank you. Same to you. Maybe we'll see you sometime. <laughs> Again. And, uh, maybe. I kind of nod at him because uh, I will see you soon. Probably. And then I'll, I'll find a, n- a nice spot in the forest in which the, the sunbeam kind of comes down through and I'll walk through that as I depart. Nice. It takes me a minute, because i got to look around, find the right one. <laughs> I start going, no, not this way, and then I go that way. <laughs> okay, Zanatari, take us out if you want. Okay, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonored.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com. And Ryan, where can someone find the I Remember It Better podcast? Uh, we're up on iTunes. You can also find us, uh, our show notes and links to all the, all the good fun things we talk about over at www.iribetter.com. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at iribetter. Very good. Well, thanks for being with us. It was great to have you as our NPC. Yeah, hey, <laughs> thanks for letting me squat in your camp and... And get hostily attacked play, by our members. Play, yeah, get my dog shot at and talk smack to <laughs> Why, we welcome everyone universally. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but thanks. It, it was fun. I, I had a good time. All right. Well, stay tuned for next week and join us for our worldwide adventure as we continue our travels. If you're new to the chat room, please hit follow. And uh, we do this every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So we're out.